What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Brothers Podcast. Please give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of haters, you can only be greater. It is your boy. We are back again. Steven, City P. Watson. Always in line with my partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. And together, that would make us The Brothers Podcast. And we are back to normal right now. It's almost like we had a special edition last week. We had to dive, man. We had to dive deep into some real, real, real shit. You know, and it got real serious. We had to make sure we had to be coming to y'all correct and direct. But... Now that we're back to normal, what's going on with y'all out there? How y'all doing today? Thank y'all for joining us for another beautiful Thursday. Well, not so beautiful. I was about to say correction. Not, it's not snowy it's and miserable, snowy, miserable outside. outside. Right? It's this one. Chicago one is like that. You yes, know? yes, yes, yes. Ain't nothing that we can do about it. Um, shout outs right now to everybody tuning in. MJ. What's up, Mario? I ain't seen you around a minute. What's going on with you, brother? Shout out to number one fan, Keisha, out there, as always. And Chris Brown is in the building. Yeah, being as annoying as he always is. Uh-huh. So, you know. And thank y'all for just tuning in. Right now, we're going to do something that we call Town Hall Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? Well, I tend to take care of all our affiliates and syndication partners. Mm-hmm. So shout out to WIAN Radio in Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to UVM Urban Broadcast Media. Shout out to Scene Chicago, which gave us a platform to stand on. And just shout out to all our fans and our listeners. We wouldn't be anything without y'all. Glad that y'all been tuning in. We getting record numbers. And, you know, that's because we increasing. So just shout out to all y'all, man. CDP, what you got? Well, since he just happened to just jump in, shout out to our young man that we know very well, Mr. Ryan Watkins, who's got his own podcast called At My Mama's Table that <laughs> drops, I believe, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Please, please also check up, check him out. Because he's a dope young brother right now. He's trying to drop some knowledge to the young folks out there. So please keep a lookout for him. Um, shout out to our residential DJ who's not in the building right now. JMC. With JMC, as always. Nothing but love and respect for you, brother. And if oh. you need a DJ, man, hit up JMC or Jeremy Williams. Yes, please, 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 please. Young brother doing good things, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I think we've got about all our... Because I'm done. Then we got everything. I don't think we got anything else out there right now. So I think we need to put our scoop gear on and dive in deep on this shit. Well, we about to. We gotta do some catching up apparently because there's been a lot of things going on that we don't know. So we just decided to go. But with before it. that, how we doing on the sound, people? Can you hear us? Can we hear each other? We good? I'm gonna take that as a yes. I don't think anybody's like reacting. All this. right. Okay, but you know what? But let's talk about what's going on right now. So we have a little extended segment out here we like to call What's Really Good Out Here. What's going on? So we about to go ahead and just extend that for the show because we need to talk about some things. Yes, so let's start off with a little bit of an interesting story that's been happening now. If y'all know who Jeff Bezos is. You know about the Jeff Bezos story? Yeah. So Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon, who apparently has divorce, filed for a divorce currently with his wife. Yes. And, and you know what they say is irreconcilable. You know it's uh, amicable. You know, pay a woman that it wasn't a fair. Mm-hmm. 
that he has to kind of just move on. That's what I want to know. So. I want y'all to tell me how do y'all feel about this. If you've done most of the work to create a mega billion dollar industry and you are married to someone and she gets half of over a hundred billion dollars just by default of being 160 your, billion. 100, 160 billion. So she get roughly 87 billion dollars just by default of being your wife. Do anybody out there think that that's the fair thing to do? Does anybody think that's right? Well, she is also a part of the um, employee of Amazon, so she actually okay. Well, go ahead, give her eighty thousand and some severance pay. But eighty billion dollars, please, I, somebody out there tell I me. I look at it like this. Here's the thing, and I would understand that completely on the basis of modern day divorce rates, and I understand that. But here's the thing: we're talking about one hundred and sixty billion dollars. A hundred, not million. Billion. Billion dollars. As much as like as Keisha just said, she would have keep but at some killer. That's what it is. She would have keep but but at some point <laughs> we're we're diving into a realm of money that's kinda irrelevant at this point. I'm I sorry. You have but 160 I'm, look, I understand that, but look, 160 billion. If I lost a hundred half of 160 billion, trust you, I don't know if I'm actually going to lose a lot of sleep. But listen, like, like on some real stuff. I just don't. The way that $160 billion work is the equivalent to you having a million dollars and you blowing it. Because if you got $160 billion, then you got billions of dollars worth of overcome, overhead. You got billions of dollars worth of expenses. You got billion dollar things that you have to take care of. So although we might look at it as, man, that ain't nothing, man. You got $80 billion. In that world, that is a lot of money to give away. And you can go from $80 billion to $100 million real quick by just tax IRS. Or you might have had a tax shelter. You got eighty billion. I, I think I gotta disagree because that's still an, an insurmountable sum that still has to be diluted down that much. I just don't see that possible. Only I think to you, I don't. Is that? I, I don't know because I mean I think you're at a point where you know rich folks just are just too rich. Mm-hmm. You know what? I look at this as this. You're just so fucking rich, and that this shit is irrelevant to you. Like, all right, you want eighty billion? But go ahead. Let us. Know how y'all feel about it, man, because we got some more stuff we got to talk about. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, another one, quick one. So, did you hear the story about Rihanna no. suing her father? Oh. For the ownership name of Fenty Beauty. Yes, I did. I heard about it. Apparently, she just filed legal documentation for this, which I find interesting because, you know, isn't that Vincent Fenty actually her father's biological name? Well, I believe it's his biological name, but let's just say it like this. Let's just break it down real lame in terms of Was her father with her shooting in the gym? No. So, he wants basically to get off on her intellectual property so he can benefit. That's kind of... Uh, that's a little. That's a little hoish. That's a little. So it's, it's 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 kind of fucked up. But yeah. you have to understand how complicated that situation is because that's that man's name. Yeah, that's that man's. <laughs> that's man. the name he gave you, Rihanna, when you were born. That's true. But I ain't like you gotta you gotta kind of draw a line here in the sand. It's like, look, the man gave you. The name that inspired you to create your beauty line. Steve, I understand, but I can't go out here and sue Todd Bridges from different strokes 
Because he got the same name. Is Tom Bridges your daddy? He's not my daddy. But oh, see, the there you go time, then. But at the same time, if, and it's being real, if her father didn't contribute in some type of way financially, physically, being a part of the success that made... Plus, Rihanna is not just a name. Rihanna is a corporation at yes, this point. Yes. It's a business. If her father did not create that business tangibly, then in order to benefit off that without her consent, and if we're getting to that point, you can already see it's a strain in the relationship. Mm. I just think it's very, very, very seedy. It's, it's it is like, very seedy, but at the same time, like I said, it's complicated. It's still at the end of the day, that's still his name. The only thing I can think of that she could probably reconcile this is... She could probably go file and trademark her own name. Or probably, she's probably already did. She that. probably do ownership and just kind of have to do a little rebranding mm-hmm. at the most part. But at the end of the day, there's nothing really more you can do about that at this point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you got a topic you want to bring up real quick? Well, you know, this is what we were going to be discussing, man. We're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of this. We got a couple of topics we need to go through. The first topic I want to bring to you all is sort of serious, and I just want to get the opinion. Once again, it's an interactive show. If you like it, press the like button. You love it, share it, and if you really love it, tell your mama and them. Mm-hmm. We have a situation of an 11-year-old black girl being punched unconscious by a 51-year-old white man. I'm sure everybody's seen the tapes. If it's not on YouTube, you've seen it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you may have seen it. I just saw it for the first time today. And I was like, and tell me what you thought when you saw it. I said, my lord, that is so aggressive. Mm. That is just really aggressive. Like that. The what y'all? If y'all understood what they talk about, so let's give it a little context. So, a group of black kids were outside, I believe, a mall. Mm-hmm. And an elder white man came up and told them to kind of settle down, which they, I guess they were acting a little rambunctious. Right, 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 right. And one of the black teenage girls, who happens to be, I think, 11 years old at that time, pushed him in the back. He retaliated by pushing her back very forcefully. As I guess she walked up to him in the attempt of trying to retaliate. He delivered quite an impressively destructive punch. And I'm just like, yikes. As that's best that's best thing you can say is yikes. Hit him with the super donkey kick. <laughs> like that <laughs> is just an unnecessary thing. So and what I guess what I wanna know is, especially with the viewers. Exactly how do you feel about it? Because there's so many angles you can hit with this. You can come from the angle of, first of all, no grown man should be super socking an 11-year-old girl, 11-year-old, a kid, okay? You can come from that angle. Or you can come from the angle of, why is an 11-year-old girl running up in the face of a 6'5", 274-pound man? Or... You can come from the angle of why didn't the parents of this 11-year-old give her the training to understand if you are around a grown man, do not threaten grown men. Go find an adult to handle that. 
So there's so many angles you can come to with that. Or well, why can't we just go through the angle of why are you a grown man delivering that much force to a, an, uh, an 11 year old? That's true. Like that is ridiculous. That's like true. I'm sorry, but that is an ex- that was excessive. Like right. you hit this girl. Right, right, right. Like you had enough malice in your heart that you was just fed up. You don't understand that there is a situation where this is an underage girl that you're hitting. Mm-hmm. And you delivered that much force in that punch. Right. That she could have been like damaged for a while. Matter of fact, the way he hit her, man, I thought that he knocked her unconscious, but right. you're right, it could have been some brain damage. It could have brain damage. And I've also noticed, so one thing about that whole situation now is that the the battle now has become more of a race thing. It's always a racial undertone. It's always a racial undertone. Yes, it is. Because it's always now an argument of whether or not being white, a white man, having enough gumption and authority to see that he wants to assert his authority on an underage black girl. Right. So it's kind of like now the it's divided the internet a little bit because we're talking about accountability versus social and racial identity. Right. And I believe that there is, you kind of want to look at the video and just say, there was a level of like, there was some malice. There was some malice. There was some malice. And you wonder, malice like that isn't just from kids being rambunctious now. No. You just don't have that type of undertone there. Right. So it's kind of like you want to look at it and just be like, yo, this is a little bit more of that. There's a little bit more to that to me because I feel like he just hit her too unnecessarily. And I understand. And this is what I will say. And it's not to disagree with you at all. It's just to kind of further elaborate on what you're saying. Like my man said, this 51-year-old, 6'5", 285 man, super socked this black 11-year-old, maybe 70, 80-pound girl. Now, we understand that. And we understand it was completely wrong for a grown man to do that. This is what I would say, though. Let your children, especially black people, let your children know that it is a war out here. And you got a lot of people that are wanting to get off their energy by doing something or having a reason to hit, hurt, damage, or even kill your black children just because you gave them a little bit of a reason. So the thing that I really feel is it's up to the parents, right? And not during the altercation, but before the altercation, to educate your kids on the fact that, first of all, it is a war on black men and black women. And let them know that if you are a child that's 11 years old, you are not at the age that you need to be physically trying to fight in this war. You need to go and get an adult to help you. If you felt threatened as a black girl that was 11 years old by this big man, do not let all of the peer pressure that was going on around her, don't, don't let that hype you up. What you need to do and what the parents should have taught her is, if that man felt, made you feel like you was in any type of danger, you go find the nearest adult. Or you, at that point, as an 11-year-old girl, you stand down until you can seek somebody that can step up for you. Because if this is a war, you are a student in the war. You're not ready to fight like a grown man will fight in this war. So don't put yourself in that situation. That's what I feel. And that does not mean that I feel that the 51, 54, however old he was, dude was, he had the right to hit her. 
I completely disagree with that. You should never strike a kid like that. No. But looking at the whole perspective of where we live, the type of country we live in, the society, the Trump era, you have to let your children know that you got people out here that's ready and willing to do this to anybody, including young little girls. So teach them about the war by letting them be prepared for if a situation like that happened again, being able to take the right steps instead of doing something foolishly like putting your 70-pound body in the hands of a man that wants to do damage to you, specifically a white man that wants to do damage to a black girl. Got to be smarter than that. Parents, to teach your children that. That's how I feel about it, for real. Well, I feel about a little differently of that, and I understand all that, but I also feel that as a grown-ass white man... Let me tell you something. If black kids bother you that much, walk the fuck away and mind it. This is how I look at it as another episode of white folks don't know how to mind their own damn business. That's how I look at it. And they weren't even bothering you. They weren't doing nothing to you. Yeah, okay, say they were loud. Okay, it's not your job to get involved. You got security for that. Why are you even in that situation? Why were you even in that rotation? Let me, let me hit you with this real quick, man. So, let me ask you a question. If a lion was in the jungle and your child walked up to that lion and she poked the lion in the nose, would you then put the responsibility on the lion? That's uh, that's a different context because that's more of an instinctual instinct. Well, let me let me wrap this around. Let me let me tell you why I said. The jungle that the lion is in is his natural environment. We're now in white America. At that mall is white America. The lion and the aggression of the lion represents the aggression of a white man and white supremacy, which is inside of that man. His nature, if he was thinking on those wavelengths of a black girl or just a black person, is to have a reason to attack a black person and get away with it. So, by poking that lion in the nose and you're not able to defend yourself you are not of age to defend yourself yet you have to tell that person listen you are in the jungle this is a jungle out here i can fight that lion as your parent as your father as your uncle but you need to understand that you can't fight that line. Okay, but, it, but see, this is the part where I think it's being missed right here because you're talking about a child provoking a lion. A white man was not, a bunch of black kids weren't provoking this white man. It was a little No, 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 no. He got involved first. What I understand, I understand, I don't, what I understand the context is he got involved first. I'm sorry, but you don't get involved in a situation like that and then decide that you think you're gonna just walk away from me. What this sounded like to me a lot, love, when I posted a video about it earlier, was like, wow, white privilege. That was a clear and impressive display of white privilege. You decided that you feel like you were privileged enough to get involved in this circle that had nothing to do with you and try to assert your authority. I absolutely agree. And I've been, and I'm, and I'm that, that, so that concept that you talk about with the jungle part is kind of like, it's alluded to me a little bit because it's like, we're talking about. An animal in its natural instinct, its natural habitat, being provoked by a child. Do you think that, uh, like I said, a lion in its natural instinct is to attack? Do you think that a white supremacist's natural instinct will be to hurt a black child or a black person if he feels like he can get away with it? 
I mean, obviously it is, but you also have to understand there's a correlation between that, what the correlation is. We're talking about an animal's... See, he is an animal, hold on, and I, just, and I understand what you're natural saying. Instinct. An animal's natural instinct. An natural instinct. However, that type of racism has to be more of a na- nurture thing. And see, this is the thing and that, that you have to, And that's a nurture thing. Right, right. Now, right. nurturing is... He could be raised and upbrought that way. A lion does not have to be nurtured or raised to be a lion. That's a natural instinct that they have. Right. So for that white man to be have that type of privilege to do that, he has to be raised that way. He has to be taught that way. So, but this is all I'm saying in a nutshell. We understand that the white man, you know, he had to be taught that way, and and, and everybody understands that. We get that. But at a certain point, you got to understand that. The responsibility is not on the white man. He's going to act the way that he is going to act. The responsibility is on you. Okay? If you recognize that this person in this society we live in, and that's why I feel that it's the parent's responsibility to teach your children. Because she wasn't the only one out there. It was it was about five, six, seven. They were circling around and all that. You have to teach your children where and what society we live in. Because it is a war out here. And you need the warriors like myself to come out and to defend you. You're not ready, especially as a little girl and a full-grown man. Get a man like me. Go back into the mall. If that white man is posing a threat to you, go back in the mall and get a man as big as me to come and help you. So I can defuse the situation. Because if he punch me, I'm able to uh I'm able to sedate him. I'm able to put him down. Just know where you are. Know that you can't rely on them to give you just know that you can't rely on them to love you. You got to rely on your people to love you. So don't give them the responsibility to make sure that you're okay. That's your responsibility and the people that love you, your parents' responsibility. Because at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. And you have to be ready and prepared for that. Like I said, that still doesn't excuse the man. Never excuse It doesn't the excuse them. Never especially excuse a white man who has the ability to have that type of authority. But... Moving on. Moving on. What do you got else you have? We got something dealing with this toxic masculinity. Now, I know oh everybody, God. either you've seen it or you heard about it, read it on social media. getting a headache already <laughs> thinking about this. Gillette had just came out with a commercial that basically put toxic masculinity on the forefront. It was showing men... Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how should I put this? I guess in a way, being men. Yeah, and I didn't want to say it like that, but that's actually what it was. Men growing up and doing what boys, teenagers, and grown men have to go through in life. And what it did was it put a negative connotation on what it takes to grow up through manhood. So, now we're going to open the floor to that. If anybody got anything to say about this toxic masculinity thing, this is an interactive show. We want to hear everybody's opinion. But first... Steve, what you feel about that? I, I saw a lot of it today when I first saw a lot of the, um, the banter about it. And I'm just sitting like, because you know sometimes you want to kind of unplug a little bit from the world a little bit. So I got back to the world. I saw a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. Right. So I saw the commercial and I saw the backlash and I saw a lot of men complaining about how it's trying to define or define us as toxic the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and I see even a lot of women who are a little bit upset about good question she said what is toxic masculinity and I and actually you know what 
that's a very good question. I don't know if she's being literal about that or she's just speaking in context because that's an actual valid. I think valid. she's being literal because because it, and, and you know what? I think it makes more sense because this is a young woman who is asking this question. Because how does a woman define toxic masculinity? Yeah, I'm asking you now. I'm gonna ask you that question. How? Does I mean, woman the define? the best way that I would describe it is uh, a over masculine approach to. Uh, life or um, that's the best way I can put it because at some point we have to stop saying toxic masculinity about everything it's I was gonna a buzzword I was gonna go I was gonna go yeah thank you I was gonna say that was a buzzword but I was also gonna say but you know what the real answer for a woman who can try to define that you know what the answer to that is what's that they can't <laughs> they can't there's no woman that's gonna be able there's no woman in my honest opinion that can tell a man or define them to a man what masculinity is or what level of this is toxic or not. That's like a man saying what femininity is. Now let me play a little devil's advocate here. Now what I really think they mean by toxic masculinity is, let's take for example the videos that we watch. Yeah. You know, uh, especially when we were growing up, you know, these 80s babies going into adulthood, you know, we grew up on the 50 cents, the, the you know, the jaw rules and, you know, the back that ass up, the, you know, Chopper City, Chopper Style. We oh, some that. things never changed. And yeah. A, yeah, and a yeah. lot of the things dealing with that was either about men really objectifying women by throwing money at them, making them sex objects, or men showing that they are the most masculine by threatening with guns and violence that I'll kill you if you cross me or anything like that. So, just for the devil's advocate's sake, that's all I'm doing. I think that's what they really meant, especially Gillette meant when they wanted to understand about or make a commercial why about toxic masculinity. Chris, why are you being petty asking to tell that Google is a free service? <laughs> that that's not cool. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think they meant by that. So if we look at it in that realms, I have something to say about this. Real talk. Now you some might agree, some might disagree, but let's just learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Now Let's deal with the African-American community. Mm -hmm. Now, they have just came out with a poll that said 73% of African-American males was raised by single mothers. Over 80% of the, actually it's not 80%, over 87% of the Chicago public school teachers in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois public schools, are women. Um, at a certain point, can we stop defining it as toxic masculinity and start really defining it as a lack of masculinity in a boy's life to begin with? Or how about this to stop trying to classify as toxic? You can't define toxic masculinity. Because what I really it's think... It's not a thing. What I really think, though, real talk, what I really think toxic masculinity is, I think that it is a masculine male showing feminine nature but filtered through masculinity. So... One of the things that a woman is known for is her emotion, emotional state. Now, the emotional state is good. It lets you understand that you can love, nurture, care for people. You need that. That's why they made the emotions. You love, bond, all of that. That's why they made it. But if you filter an emotional state through a man and man characteristics, now you get a man that wants to go over and beyond in a fight. So I got a question I got to ask you. So he want to smack the hell out of you instead of having some conflict resolution. So I, I would say that you're saying that the definition of toxic masculinity would be the element of femininity in masculinity. No, not not quite we, like that. But 
femininity filtered through masculine characteristics. So although I'm not saying, hey girl, what's your name? But me being a man and acting like a man does, but me not being able to control my emotions, that means that when I get in an argument with somebody, I can come off rather bitchy. Because I can't stop arguing. I don't have a, a control sensor. Me not being able to have no conflict resolution because every time I get into it with a friend, I'm always falling off because I can't use logic when I talk. Me always getting into fights. Now, fighting is considered to be masculine. Yeah. But if I can't control my emotions and know when it's, when it's the time to fold them and when it's the time to hold them, now I'm showing a feminine part of... I'm showing a feminine part of myself, but I'm filtering it through a masculine thing like fighting or so, shooting somebody. So it's like almost like an inability to control yourself emotionally. Exactly. So exactly how do you define that as a as women who are observing this? How do you define that toxic? Well, I think what happens is, and and how they get it, they define it as toxic when those emotions spill out. And number one, they are monetized by uh, showing black men in music videos killing each other or objectifying women. That's a way that they can be, uh, you know, it can be toxic. And number two, if a man cannot, sometimes it takes a man to sit down and understand the logic and not look at the battle, but understand the whole war, especially dealing with a family. Sometimes it takes a man to know that it's not going to help me to go back and forth and argue Visionally with my wife and my children. Sometimes I have to just understand that this is a moment where she needs to well, then, get off her. Wait, I would let, me ask, just, let me just okay. This is a moment where she needs to get off her opinion and let me look at the whole situation so I can make sure my family stays intact and is healthy instead of trying to with my emotions and going too far just because I couldn't understand and control myself. Well, I would have to say that. It's interesting because it almost seems like the tables have kind of been flipped a little bit on this one because for, I feel that for a level of definition of toxic masculinity, I think there also has to be some little accountability in this one. Most definitely. Because for a woman to define that type of trait as toxic masculinity, that would have to have some type of accountability on their part of understanding that that may have came from what you would know more than about it than anybody else. That means you yourself are capable of acting emotionally up to that magnitude. So can you really blame a man who was probably more likely nurtured by a woman, primarily by a woman in his household, who doesn't know how to control himself emotionally when he has been aggressively approached can you really fault them for that type of emotional reaction? Because you, as a woman yourself, are culpable of that, and you have not been nurtured correct to control that as yourself. So, in order for you to define toxic masculinity, you would have to, in some way, understand that you, as a woman, are culpable of that, are capable of that. Therefore, you have to take some accountability of that. It's kind of screwed up, baby. So, I'll say this. The brothers feel that toxic masculinity is actually femininity masquerading inside of masculinity characteristics. So, it's kind of on y'all, too. 
Or you can just say toxic masculinity is not a thing, which is the point of what we were trying to make the entire time. Make it juice. I, you know what? But see, I just got to disagree with that one thing, but we're going we gonna to go ahead and, and, and move on. Because I do think it's a thing. I believe that because of the single parent household and the men not knowing how to control themselves because they're teachers... And the woman is the first teacher. But when you talk about self-control, uh, the way to control yourself in a violent situation, things like that, that is the man's role to have that type of integrity, to teach your children, especially your boys, how to be able to hold themselves as men. Because when a woman thinks of a man, I don't think you think of a man as, oh, I'll kill motherfuckers if you touch me. I, don't, I, I believe a lot of women, when they see that type of reaction, the first thing they say is, damn, he acting like a... Bitch. So I believe it's up to the man to show him how to go in a situation and how to slow down in a situation and keep everybody involved as far as this is the family I got to protect or let me protect myself and protect this overall thing like a king would instead of like a woman. You know, I think it's good that we can't ever, I don't think we can ever really have an episode about toxic femininity. Mm. I don't think we could. That episode probably about 12 hours. But anyway. We got something else, man. What's next on your just We got this. another thing that we just got. We ain't going to put too much time mm-hmm. on this. But um, let's just touch on the recent update with the R. Kelly situation. God, I wish I didn't have to discuss this no more. Now, the recent update, and I hope we don't have to do this another goddamn time. Please, I don't want this. Is that yeah. Kim Fox... The attorney, you know, that, that lady, she has now, you know, tried to find people to come out against R. Kelly, and now they feel that they've gotten enough evidence in order to indict R. Kelly. So, uh, although the VH1 series was a, a, a lot of propaganda, it did give the emotions to fuel people to try to come out, speak against them, so they can get them on indictment charges. So, how y'all feel about that? How you feel about this, dude? I feel like I just want this story to go away now. I mean, I think we spent about good over an hour and a half last week addressing the situation. Mm. But I and I think we don't need any more clarity of where we stand about R. Kelly at this point. What I'm more concerned about is the legitimacy behind these indictments. Because, as we already know, Kim Fox, as we addressed it earlier last week, Kim Fox is clearly running for Congress yes. next year. Yes. So this seems to be more of a high-profile case and a propaganda move. You do know she's trying to make this her ticket to get into, into the big politics, time. right? Right. Okay. So it's kind of like, what exactly is your ulterior motive behind this? Like Steve said last week, man, the ulterior motive that y'all got it. Gotta just keep in your mind and don't just look at this as R. Kelly. It's the fact that they are disingenuous of their motives. Yes. They are very disingenuous of their motives. I don't really think that Kim Fox could care less about R. Kelly as a person. But because it's in a because it's a high profile case in her jurisdiction that's gonna garner her some press and it's gonna garner her some tick in the political game, of course you're gonna attack this head on. Yes. Of course. Why would you not? Mm-hmm. I mean, despite the fact that her, you know, her record is not really that great, but still, 
Why not attack But this? stay woke, people. Don't let these situations emotionally affect you to the point where now you're boycotting, boycotting, and to realize you're just furthering an attorney's career. And it had nothing to do about R. Kelly to begin with. And, and I, you know what? And I'm going to ask a question about this. One, I, unfortunately, since I have to talk about R. Kelly, there's this one question that I'm going to bring up that has really kind of made me side-eyed. Mm-hmm. The argument of whether or not can you separate the art from the artist. And I say that to ask this question. With all this is going on right now, will that stop y'all as people from listening to R. Kelly? One of the biggest human characteristics is cognitive dissonance. And I know that's a big word, but that only means separate the art from the artist. That's all that means. Be realistic with yourselves. Will that stop you from listening to R. Kelly? Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of half of y'all mugs' playlists of slow jams are R. Kelly. There's a lot of artists, your favorite artists, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, will have songs that have been either featured or written by R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, in the end of the day, are you really going to stop listening to him? That would also mean you have to stop listening to your favorite artist's music as well. That would also lead you to stop listening to people who actually who co-worked, who produced, who had executive credits over his executive credits. You know what? I would I would do one thing better. I say it like this. Okay, not only R. Kelly and everything he did, you're going to have to stop with P. Diddy. Anybody that mm-hmm. P. Diddy produced, anybody that Jay Z produced, anybody that Swiss Beats produced, anybody that. Uh, Baby produced anybody that let's see how many people that they're saying is a part of this. Oh, let's go into politics now. So, you can't uh support Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. Uh, you can't support um uh John McCain. Well, he died, but he, he had charges like that. Basically, you can't support any of Congress, Bishop Meeks. You can't support uh a lot of people. You're 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 basically shot to hell if you want to come with that ideology that you're going to stop supporting R. Kelly because of this. Does that mean that you can't do a damn thing? Do you really know how many people should be in jail convicted for this? The worm burrows pretty damn deep in this whole musical argument. Like, you gotta delete half your urban playlist. <laughs> don't be a goddamn hypocrite. Please don't. Don't do that. Don't, don't. be a goddamn hypocrite. Now, Please. we all know it's wrong, but don't be a goddamn Like, hypocrite. you understand that he is a horrible human being for this, but you are not going to stop listening to his music. Okay, so don't, don't, just, just go. Be a realistic, be an adult. <laughs> that's all I'd say, be an adult. And that's all we got to say about that. All right, move Now, on, we man. got one last thing, man, and this is the question of the night. Now, okay. I posed a question on my Facebook, and it basically said, do you think that a couple should have a limit on the amount of sex that they have per month? Now, Ooh, I, got, I got a lot. It was a lot of mixed reviews. Uh-huh. You got a lot of people saying, hell no. And you got a lot of people saying, I don't know. And you then know you got a lot of people saying, yeah, I think so. So how y'all feel about that? Man, I feel like we had all these questions and we should have got the meat potatoes <laughs> on this. And this is actually, uh, this is actually, um, this should have been like a topic. Like, say the best for last, brother. Well, apparently so. We should have just went right into this one because this is an interesting one. So, How you feel about what's it? The, so the question you're asking is, 
should you should you put a limit on the amount of sex, of sex you have and we're talking about relationships uh-huh. on the amount of sex you have per month well be being well be being a scorpio <laughs> in my zodiac okay i would say hell no right, 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 right but i understand that there's a time and a place for everything like i understand there's something called rest <laughs> and we understand all personal space I'm gonna stay aware of all those concepts. Okay, trust me, I am. Right, right. I do, however, feel like if you're going to put a cap on the sexual interaction with your mate, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now you're being a little bit too controlling and on a, over an urge that you might have. No, oh, okay. So, because you're putting a number, like let's say if you're putting a number, <laughs> like we can only have sex seven, eight times a month. Mm. Why would you want to put a number cap on that? Like, why would you want to control the narrative of your sexual desires? You know what? Why? This, this is why I got to come in. Because I'm probably one of the people that actually agree the fact that you need to put a limit on the amount of sex for this reason. And this is real, real simple. I believe all of us have been in a situation, we've been in a relationship, one year mark, two year, three year, it hits that mark where sex is so mundane you love the person you want to spend your life with them or you just want to be with them or you just don't want to be around anybody else whatever your reason is but but the sex is so just mediocre it's just monotonous it just over and over and over again and actually it it's it's, it it bleeds to a bigger issue the bigger issue to me is if you are only having sex for these two reasons because you're horny Mm-hmm. Or to make a baby, hmm. then please, you need to put a fucking cap on the amount of sex you have. That's because, let me just finish this. Because, and this is the reason why I say this sex will inevitably, if you're just fulfilling horniness with a particular person, it will get old. Not the act of sex, but with that particular person. Because you don't have anything else invested. No emotions, no spirituality. Because you don't even know the true meaning and the reason why to have sex. So, just our primal instincts, we are going to want more variety. So, it's not about controlling that person or controlling each other, but it's about the fact that if you ain't enlightened enough to understand sex and all the powerful healing, sex can give you energy. Sex can actually heal the soul. Sex can actually heal the body. But if you don't understand that part of sex and you're only doing it because your dick get hard or your, your poom poom get wet, please put a cap on it because you don't know the power of sex. And you will get bored and trust me, 80% of body language, no, I mean 80% of communication is nonverbal, including sex. That is a big part of it. And when sex goes down, as much as you may feel that you love that person to death, if the sex goes down and you don't know anything other than that, then the relationship is going to start to decline too. You want to be good people and say it won't, but a lot of times that's the reason why people stress. I will partially decline that opinion because putting a cap on it should be something that should be an emotionally internal thing. I don't think you have to physically put a cap on it. Mm-hmm. I think you don't have to really dive in all the way when it comes to just sex. I mean, there's something that's called intimacy, people. Right. Learn what that is. That might actually save you the trouble of having to just go straight into sex. You could just have intimacy 
just having an emotional connection. There are ways. I don't think you really need to put a cap on that until you understand every aspect of that. Mm-hmm. So, if you learn intimacy, that would actually spare you a good amount of time from the sexual art. Question. What's up? You gonna answer truthfully, right? Yes, I will. Have you ever been with a? I don't. Okay, this is all I want. This is what I want from the question. Okay. <laughs> I want you to give me the answer, and I want you to let the answer breathe for five seconds afterwards. Give me the answer and let it breathe. Okay. Okay. Have you ever got bored of having sex with a girl you was in a relationship with? Yes. Why did you get bored? Because I was no longer attracted to. Were you attracted in the beginning? Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes, kind of. Yes? Yes, exactly. So if you're only dealing with lust, if you're only dealing with the fact that you are attracted to a person, everyone understands that attraction, a person's body changes through time. That's just natural of human beings. So, like I said, if you don't understand what sex truly is and what it's about, if you don't understand the tantric side, or like you said, we Scorpio, so we got a such thing called Kundalini. It's when we have sex, we can awaken all types of things inside of our brains. If you don't understand that part of sex, you need to put a cap on it. Because you're actually not knowing all of what you're doing. And that goes for, I would say, 95% of the population, including me. I'm just coming around to understand what sex truly means. Like, I was the same way. I, and God, I wanted to say, if you know me, y'all. No, but my in a, in a, in a, in a relationship, I have a, I have a big sex drive. I can go maybe four or five times a day if we're, you know, around each other like that. And I had to really understand that as I do this, I begin to get bored with my partner over an amount of time, no matter if she looks good or don't look good. And there's not nothing wrong with her, and it's not nothing wrong with me. And she probably feels the same way. I had to understand that, listen, I'm giving all of this sexual energy, and when you release your body, do know you're giving out a certain part of yourself when you release in an orgasm. Uh, no, no, now, now that's that's scientific. I will somewhat disagree because it's, 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 it's the reason why too. I say you're not that. disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with science. No, once I'm you, not. Once you ejaculate, no, you're giving out a part of your life. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with science. What I'm disagreeing with is the concept of your mate because technically that means you're not exactly infatuated with your mate to begin with. Oh no, no. So no. technically, that type of option is like I don't really have to be emotionally attracted to you. To have sex with you over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, because we're talking about sexual attraction. Yeah, we're talking about sexual attraction. So, I just don't rock with that cap idea because I feel like natural. I don't want to say natural selection because I feel like that's why I always say that. Urge. Natural, thank you. When you natural wanna, when you urge it, should you tell you whether or not you want to do it or don't, don't do it. You don't have to suppress it. How about this? How about we do it like this? It's not like you go, hey, on Monday it. After work, we do it. And on Tuesday after work, we do it. How about you say, all right, we got 10 times this month. Now, it don't matter when we do it, where we do it, or how we do it. We got this 10 times. I mean, on schedule nothing, we just got 10 times. To me, honestly, that would be like a game with me. Because, you know, sometimes, you know how you be just chilling in the house and you get bored with your, your, your girl? Uh, and y'all in a relationship, and you be like, man, let me just go ahead and hit it. You be like, no, nah, let me not. 
Let me not waste that one. I'm on seven. This is only the fifteenth. Ah, see that that's putting the cap. That's still putting the cap. I can't rock with that cap. Look, if we're in, I want to hit the damn it. It's the twelfth. If there is a moment, oh Lord, look, let's put look. Oh, I look at this. If there is a moment that we can put this in perspective, if it happens, let it happen. If y'all both feeling it. Just do it. Don't worry about fucking cap. How about this? Maybe it can help. If you know how, if you can train yourself to put a sexual, I don't like the word cap, but if you can kind of control your sexual urges in that way, maybe it can help you with what we call cheating. Because you're now training yourself that I don't think too many people even train themselves as far as sexually urging to control your body. Now, maybe cheating will decrease because now you can subconsciously control your sexual urges now. Yeah, you know, God knows that? somebody right now commenting that needs to hear that. But anyway, <laughs> is there anything else you got there? I think I'm pretty much done. I think that. this is a wrap for this week. Ladies and yes, gentlemen, sir. please thank you for joining us on another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Let me give a shout out to the Phillips. What is a shout out to the village? Shout out to WIAN, Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, UBN, Scenes, Chicago. Appreciate the love. And of course, shout out to you, our grateful viewers who've been watching us every week and the viewers who are just tuning in. I've been coming across our replay streams. We appreciate it. We love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. We're going to try to keep hitting y'all with the newer, 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 newer content every single week. If you like what we're doing, go and hit that like button. If you love what we're doing, go and hit the share. And what, bro? And if you want, if you really, really love it, you want us to get larger, tell your friends, tell your family. Send a donation! Love those too! Yeah! We always love those. But at the same time, thank y'all. We love y'all, and we will see you next week. Deuces up all day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Brothers Podcast. Give it up for yourself. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do that for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. Along with my co-host, say your name, brother. Steven City P. Watson back at it again. And together, that makes us... The brothers. Man, we back at it like we never left. Then we got up. Well, we ain't really went nowhere, so it's like, you know... But we was gone for seven days. The people people ain't seen us. And I've been under the weather. Sorry, my my other people that you know that was saying where you been i was under the weather man caught the flu man yeah flu man flu man yeah that's me all i know is if i catch the flu from flu man it's gonna be flu man flu man where will you be i just know that because i'm taking a risk you shoot me this whole brother's thing is over well you know what (laughs) i warned you that's the only thing i warned you because i've been doing well escaping i can put up with a lot but i cannot get put up with getting shot by my partner i just can't do that look man i understand (laughs) that but you know things like this we need we need we need an understanding about this okay i don't like getting sick Listen, man, we got a slapping of a topper today, ah, and it's something that you want to get with your, your your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your girlfriend and your boyfriend. Y'all going to want to sit and talk about this because we getting a little interpersonal tonight. Getting feelings. We're going to be talking about something that we all go through. But before that, let's talk about some town hall business. business. So, as we always do, 
Young brother on the on the line right now. Shout out to our residential J, DJ JMC who's out in the field as always. Shout out, making some business. So, you know, make sure to check him out. Daydreams to Reality is his brand. Jeremy Williams' Facebook page. He's a rapper and a, pro, a producer and a DJ. He's got his check out his Facebook page. If you want to book him for stuff, he's always available for that. Who do you got right now? Who I got? I think I got our affiliates. So shout out to all our affiliates. Shout out to WIAN Radio in Memphis, Tennessee, where we are syndicated at. Shout out to iHeartRadio, where you can catch the Brothers Podcast every week. Shout out to Spotify, where you can catch the Brothers Podcast. iTunes, shout out to Anchor, shout out to everybody. UBM, who gave us a good opportunity to have a bigger platform. Shout out to Scene Chicago TV. And shout out to all our fans. And we always say this, so we're going to say it again. If you like the information we bring it to you, mm-hmm. go on and hit that like button. If you really love the information, go on and hit that share. And if you're really messing with the brothers, yep. go on and tell your mom and them. Please. And always, always donate, donate, donate. That's it. I, I got your ass. So with that being said, man, you got anything else, bro? Um, that's really all we got. We do the usual shout-outs. We did the usual town hall business. So now let's get to some juiciness. What's going on today, man? What's really good out here? What's going on? What's really good Damn, out here? What's going on? So I'm going to bring up a very personal matter, serious matter for us. All right. All-Star, NBA All-Star <laughs> starting lineups were announced. The hell out of here. So let's go talk about for real quick. Because I got to get some things off my chest real quick about this. So I thought Trump bombed the shit out of somebody. Probably <laughs> did. This, this is probably going to be nothing new. He probably did. So this is what happened. Trump bombed the So we learned who the Western Conference and Eastern Conference All-Star starts with. Okay. So at the West, we got, of course, LeBron James. Right. Kevin Durant. Keep going. James Harden. Okay, talk that shit. Come on. Stephen Curry. Let me get to the point, man. Paul George. Right. On the east side, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. All right. Kemba Walker. Okay. Who else was there? I already forgot. <laughs> Did D Rose make it? No. What the? F- you know what? I learned. I learned. What? This is the why. Last time I checked, wasn't Derrick Rose like second in guard voting by the fans and he didn't get in? But then they explained some of the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. Shout out to all the All-Stars that made it, man. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sorry if I forgot the last two in the East, you know. We're going to be did. watching and all of a sudden we're going to get that moment where we realize that All-Star games ain't that good. Yeah, because, you know, the West is going to win. But Kinda the like point I'm trying to make fight. is there's some things that were really bothering me about that. One, of course, Pooh did not make it. On the all-star team. Why? He was a second leading guard voting amongst the fans, but then I realized that apparently it also pays coaches and players like these overall votes. Yeah. I heard James Harden was hating on Pooh. He was hating on he might as well be hating. And Pooh is D Rose for anybody that don't know his Because he's not in the Exactly. So, you know, they don't understand that. I was surprised, however, that Paul George made the roster, but I guess that makes a difference because, you know, two-thirds of the top uh, two-way guards in the league are not in the Western Conference anymore. They're in the East. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes more of a difference, doesn't it? I'm surprised by that. 
But moving on. You got something real quick? Man, you know what? I really ain't got nothing except this woman named Camilla Harris. Oh, here we go. Now, if you've been recently keeping up with it, Camilla Harris is running for president. But, oh my gosh, she got a couple of things in her past that she's done. Like, set the world record for throwing black people in jail. She's oh. in the Guinness Book of World Records of throwing niggas in prison. And I wish I was Is that using an actual that. fact or you just saying that? I wish I was using that as an actual fact, but it's not an actual fact. But she does hold the record of throwing the most African Americans in prison. And she does hold the record of uh, appeal of certain type of acts that could have got passed for African Americans that she actually voted against. So she was the senator of, uh, well, the, the Democratic senator of California, right? She was the DA at one point and she was the uh, attorney general. Because you made a point about this in your status because you said that you're happy that a lot of people are not buying the smoke show right now that she's trying to pull. Well, basically, a lot of times, black politicians tend to, well, politicians in, gen- in general, they tend to pander to black people. A lot of times, uh, what Hillary Clinton, the only thing she did was do like this one time and she got 15,000 votes. So I'm glad a lot of people are kind of hip to the game that you don't get the black culture just by acting black. You actually got to be for the black people. So I really salute all of y'all for doing that, man. So big up to the African-American community for sniffing that out, seeing what the bullshit was, and acting the court. So shout out to y'all. And speaking of the culture, shout out to BP Black Panther scored for the seven Oscar nominations in years at this year's Academy Awards, including Best Picture. And I am so sick and tired of you people. And I'm talking to you black folks. You people crying and boohooing and complaining about Black Panther does not deserve an Oscar nomination. Especially for Best Picture. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest. How many of y'all have even watched the Best Picture winners in the last five years? I don't really. I didn't plan to watch the Oscars at all. Nobody right. did. But I even understand. And, and I'm still not. Because that right there is a ploy to get black now, people to watch this Because we, we all know that the Academy is doing damage control over the whole Kevin Hart situation. And this might be their way of doing that by giving Black Panther that many nominations. Next thing you know, they're going to nominate Belly 2 in this motherfucker. <laughs> Man, I hope Belly 2 would win. Not the good one. <laughs> the like, one with the game yeah. that, that really wasn't that good. I don't even think it was a Belly. They just called it Belly. You no, know, I think Belly should have won a Academy Award. Belly should have won something. They like should have won something. A brownie know? or a blackie award yeah. or some shit like that. A it brownie was, or blackie award. Yeah, it was it was a black classic. The black but, uh, I it can't won a say, source award, didn't it? It probably did. Uh, I cannot say shout out to the Academy Award because we no. all know what Hollywood does to black actors. But I'm going to shout out Black Panther, so, because Black Panther was a dope movie. We now, I don't give do a fuck. Stop calling it generic compared to Infinity War. Fuck you. What do you constitute as generic? Well, you know what, man? I don't got anything else after that, bro. I don't have anything else about that either. So let's get to the nitty gritty. It's time to dive in. So today's topic is a really sensitive one. Break up to make up as all. Shout out to the stylistics. Anyway, um... Breakup to makeup. Basically, this is what we mean is the post-relationship aftermath. Basically, now you and your significant other have moved on. You're trying to cope with trying to cope with the idea of learning from that process. What do you gotta do to move on from that process? So, for a better word, let's talk about exactly what would cause a breakup. In your opinion, 
What are some of the big key things that could cause a breakup in a well, relationship? You know how I like to do it. I like to break down exactly you do. what a breakup actually is. Because I think we kind of get that messed up. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, we kind of linger. Uh, and you might linger to the point where <laughs> are you truly broken up. So a breakup is basically when you two separate for indisputable or reasons that you can't come to a particular conclusion about and you actually break away so when you break away like that it's supposed to be a moment where you not only cleanse yourself of being physically with that person but all their energy you're supposed to get it out of your system or you're going to be physically and emotionally and spiritually attached to that person so a breakup is truly a point of detoxing and cleansing, but nobody looks at it like that. So what I want Steve to do is ask me that question one more time so we can dive into it. But we wanted to know what a breakup was yes. first. What constitutes as an actual breakup? What could cause an actual breakup? You know what? There, there are so many reasons, but let's just get some in particular. Okay. Um, we always say lack of communication. That's always like the about. easiest thing. It's, it's the most easiest thing to say. And I don't necessarily believe that's true. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is some of my best relationships have been when I didn't necessarily talk too often to that person. We felt each other on a body language tip. We weren't, although we were not on the same accord all the time, my energy knew that this girl wanted to be with me and I knew that she wanted to I wanted to be with her. Mm-hmm. And if we had that down packed in, whatever problems we had, you know, we was cool with. So you don't believe communication had anything to do with it, it's just the fact that you always had to understand. I believe communication has been thrown out there in order to um distract people on the real reasons why they break up in relationships. Well, you know, it'd be kind of awkward to talk to somebody if you don't talk to somebody about your problems, now, wouldn't it be? Yeah, but verbal communication is only 20% of a relationship. Not relationship, but 20% of communication. 80% of communication is all body language. That's why when they talk like this and you say, hey, baby, chill out, they say, I ain't even said nothing. This is... <laughs> Which also don't be like I said, for, for lack of a better word, you know niggas don't understand subliminals either. Well, if 80% of body language is subliminal messages. The whisperer. Well, it's a reason why. It's because that the female mind is intuitive. And when it means intuitive, it means to feel through the body and through emotions. The male body, although it's intuitive, we have different hormones that allows us to be action oriented, such as high elevated testosterone. So, of course, we're not going to be as intuitive and read you like you would read us and where our communication goes awry. But the thing about that is, I believe the biggest reason why people break up is because they don't know the real reason they were supposed to be in a relationship in the first place. Speak on that a little bit, elaborate please. Most people get into relationships in order to hide all their negative fucked up insecure flaws and hope that the partner that they with will not do anything to trigger it because if they trigger their flaws it will cause them great pain and one thing that they don't want to do look in the mirror and deal with who they truly are so 
a lot of times we break up because our partner has triggered our insecurities. But if you knew why you was in a relationship in the first place and what the spiritual reason of relationship was, which was to come together so each other can find out what is fucked up about me so I can grow as a person. You would start to embrace that person triggering your flaws as growth or a teaching moment for you to grow instead of that this person is not compatible with you. So you got to know why you went in it in the first place. And that's, I think, is a big misconception about um, breakups when it comes to being in relationships because a lot of people don't know what you're really in for. Right. And we had this discussion before. I think it's, let's kind of break down to a little bit of language terms. Cool, 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 cool. You ever been in a relationship with somebody... This gonna be a little bit crass. It's gonna be a little bit crude here, but you ever fucked yourself into a two or three year relationship? Yes. <laughs> so if you don't know what I mean when I say that, a lot of y'all do. But what I mean is, is that if you ever engaged in a sexual act with somebody for a consistent period of time, or that you kind of fell into a relationship, yeah, and you don't know that many endearing qualities about the person you're with, mm-hmm. that tends to happen. I've actually gotten to a relationship where after we got finished doing what we did, they were supposed to go right to go outside the door, but they went left and ran into my family in the living room, which caused them to think we were in a committed relationship. And that kind of fell y'all into a relationship? And it fell into a relationship. That is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. That's True why story. I, True story. That's terrible. So the thing is, what I mean is, is that when you do that, because let's be realistic about this, consistent sex is a motherfucker. It will control every aspect of your daily life. Because as long as you get in that, it will change everything. It will. It will change everything. But with consistent sex, will come a certain level of consistent commitment. And when those commitments are now starting to become more and more and more intense and more interactive, we're now looking at a situation where now you almost find yourself falling into a relationship with somebody that you never really intended to be in a relationship with. That's true. So the, the energy is... Of being with somebody is not really there. But let me ask you a question, bro. What's up? What would be one of your top reasons for breaking up with a female? One of my top reasons would have to definitely be, other than communication, we already just broke that down, chemistry. Chemistry. If we don't even get along on the certain things, if we don't have nothing to talk about, nothing in common... If our energies don't match, if we don't feel a vibe of the same magnitude about certain things or each other, then it's just like, what are we here for? Now, I broke this down on uh, one of my shows when a person says we don't feel the same vibe. It's it's, it's real. Like, this stuff is a real thing, a vibration. You are not on the same Right, like you can feel a vibe, but it's not the exact same vibe. Like, not your vibe is not mine. We can feel it, but it ain't for us. Mm -hmm. So, if it ain't for us, after a while, being in a relationship is kind of like you're biding your time. Right. So you're biding your time. The sex can masquerade all that shit, but you're literally just biding your time to the point where you're gonna get to a point where you kind of get fed up. Right. And when you get fed up, you kind of start looking for reasons to get out. Now, let's let me ask you this question. What's up? Give me something that could help with if you're always running into people and you find out you're just not compatible with them. 
what's something that you can do in order to combat this shit all the time? Always going on dates and it not being the one you think it's going to be. What can you do? Well, one thing I've learned in my life is that I don't do too much dating or do much exclusivity. Okay. I've, I, exclusivity. I've gotten to a point where in my life where I think what a lot of people need to understand is that it's so, that level of exclusivity now it has to be something you have to earn. So in order to have that level of exclusivity, you have to preserve, you have to kind of perform in a way. You have to be able to, I have to be able, like I said, do five with you. I have to come to an understanding. You have to be able to have similar interests and have competitive differences in some way. We have to be able to have an understanding that how the structure of a household would work. Now that's something that most people, as far as a relationship, they don't ever get into. They don't get into the fact of, okay, after we get out of the sunny moon stage, what's going to be your role and what's going to be my role? And that could play a huge role. <laughs> no pun intended. It could play a huge role in how your relationship is going to move forward. Because we can date, 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 date all day long, all week long, days, months, weeks, years. I know it's a little awkward, you know, whatever. We can date for a long period of time. But if we don't have a common ground understanding about whose role is who's in the household, then we ain't really got much. You're, like I said, biding your time until the point where it's time to break up. I got a reason why that, uh, maybe some people feel it, maybe some people don't, you know. But this is one of my ultimate reasons why that I would tend to break up with somebody. Mm-hmm. Lack of awareness. Go ahead, compound, go ahead and unpack that. So, when I say lack of awareness, in a relationship, there are certain things that happen, you know. Maybe it can be as, 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 as simple as we're in Chipotle and you see that this person doesn't wear gloves and she's about to make my food. You call it Chipotle? Whatever. <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle? I want some Chipotle right now. Hey, go ahead, go ahead. Now, we in there and this person sees that she's about to make my food. Now, you know that I don't want nobody to make my food with their bare hands. And she doesn't say or pull me to the side. She doesn't say anything. It's like she's not aware of her surroundings. Or it could be as big as we're in a car, we're driving, you're talking loud, and you don't recognize that the police is about the corners. And you got into an altercation with me because you had emotions, and you weren't looking out at the fact that you know we're in a bad neighborhood. Or it could be something as simple as, hey, I want something to eat. And I say, well, you wanted it. She said, oh, yeah, go to Roseland and get me some tacos. You're not aware enough to know that I'm a black man in the city of Chicago and that they're hunting black men in Roseland. Do you understand what could happen to me going there? They don't have to deal with me being tough. Wouldn't that be more like uninformed, though? Uh, uninformed and aware. I, I, I will put two of those together. I would say you're uninformed. If you're uninformed, hey, you're uninformed. But if I've told you what the situation is and you still do it, now I'm going to start to believe that you might be a little detrimental to my health and my future. Because <laughs> you might be putting me in a situation where I either get pulled over or I get myself in a situation where I might not be able to come back out of, like right. in shot or in, in robbed. And you know how that goes. Yeah. So an unaware woman is... Uh, 
that would be something that causes a breakup for them. Underwear woman causes a breakup. Okay, so I got another one. And I guess we're gonna have to get a little more vulgar again. Since we talked about uh sex. Sex. Bad sex. Because bad sex is a catalyst for a lot of breakups. I don't really care too much about that. Why? Because I can train, or you can train, we can train each other on the type of sex that we want. I don't need you to come in swinging off the chandelier, doing a backflip, pee-popping on the handstand with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We can find the way that we like to have sex. But see, here's the issue with that. Now, when I talk about bad sex, it doesn't have to exactly be performance. Not talking about performance exactly. What you talking about? I'm talking about again. We're going back to energy. I, I, I rock with you on that. Energy. If you don't have the same sexual compatible energy, that's really, 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 really rough to engage in a sexual act with somebody like that. Because I, as Scorpios that we are, right? We believe a lot about sexual energies. We have to be able to feel each other's energies. If we don't feel nothing out of this situation, then it's really hard for us to continue to be fully interactive. Like you said, our we're like radar. It's like like what you say, how you said our antenna? Yeah, it's our antenna. It's like an antenna. Our sexual interactions like, you know, glow on the antenna. Mm-hmm. So if it's not Percolating the way we want to percolate, then that's gonna kill the vibe really, 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 really badly. Sure will. And since we don't have that, then that limits it up. That limits it real quick. Right. That dries it up. It's kind of like when the girl gets dry. You know what I'm saying? It dries up the spirit. Yeah, it dries up the spirit. It dries up our spirit and may dry up a woman's, you know, vagina, basically. So, I got one. Yeah. Something that would make me break up with a woman. What's up? <laughs> Dude, y'all not gonna like me on this. No, oh, you about to be petty. Nah, that, well, yes, I'm gonna be petty a little bit. Yeah. I often find out, find that women can be very intellectual, um, very book savvy, go to college, graduate, cum laude, summa cum laude, the whole nine, master's degrees, going into a doctorate. But if I find out that you feel that your smart only comes in by learning education in a school that wants you to believe a certain narrative so you can get a job and contribute to a 401k, climb up a corporate ladder filled with Caucasians that would not let me, being a six foot, 230 pound black man, anywhere near it and keep my culture. And you feel that you got life laid out? Yeah. That shit will make me want to break up with you. Because the one thing that I don't like, and we tend to call this, we got a name for this. We call this a Shea Butter Black Woman. Mm. 
So you wouldn't. So basically, Kamala Harris is not the type of woman. Yeah, because the thing is, the one thing it's okay to go to school. It's okay to have an education. We all, most of us, have educations. I get it. But if you can't learn out of these walls, if you can't see the whole picture, if you believe the narrative that you've been taught in school, that goes back to one of my biggest things: awareness. You have to be aware of the whole picture instead of running off of a program that you learn. Say, for instance, if black people were to vote for Kamala Harris, let's say if she for some reason did run and did win the preliminaries. If you're voting for it because you want African-American women or African-Americans in general to become presidents, if you're voting for her because she physically personified a black girl filled with struggle, but now she made it to the upper echelon of presidency. If that's the only reason why you vote for a person for the look, and you feel you're doing an intellectual, intelligent thing, and that goes back to that college programming, when, you know, that sometimes when black women come out of those colleges, they have that. If you're doing it for that, and you're not really looking at the facts, who she is, if you don't understand the underbelly of politics, how it truly goes down, how voting means wishing, how electing, which the only electoral college can do, and you don't as your popular vote. If you don't understand the full dynamic of that, but you're so arrogant to say that your opinion is the right opinion all the time, that is a big deal breaker for me. So, for that thing is, so basically, you like a certain level of of edu- of aware, educated woman. It's, it's not... Education, but not indoctrination. A certain savviness. Uh, Yes, a certain savviness. A certain woman that understands that, okay, I see this picture, but it's much more. Mm -hmm. I see this ice glacier on top, but it's much more at the bottom. You want somebody, you want want a woman that will look into the bigger picture. Look into the bigger picture. And what I find is, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but in my observation, I find that a lot of women look at the surface level and have a PhD level understanding of the surface level of what's, what's happening as far as politics, dealing with how uh, socioeconomically black men and black women come together and can't get a family together. You understand it on the surface level, but you don't see all the intricacies that's causing black men to always say that they can't struggle. All those types of things. You don't, you don't see that. And so I would need a woman that's fully aware of that. Like you playing 2K right now. Like yeah, and I'm trying to do something. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> turn, turn, turn that off real quick. Yeah, Don't mind us, because you know our residential DJ JMC just came in. He is setting up. Shout out to JMC in the building. There you go. Yeah. Go and yeah. put your wrist out. No, I don't. What are you talking about? I don't understand what that means. I do. I don't. <laughs> But that's what I would need. I need a woman to understand that, you know, it's more to life than what you learn in school. It's more than life than what you learn through your mother. It's more than life, and you have to understand the full scope of things and the magnitude of it. And don't come off arrogant because you've learned a script or been indoctrinated into a predominantly white institution and you feel you understand life and how this black plight thing works. Mm-hmm. That's very irritating to me. I don't, it's, it's almost a sense of closed-mindedness for it. And then another thing I think about breakups is just that the aftermath is usually bad. And everybody knows how a breakup can go. Because 
what I hate about breaking up is, and it sounds kind of like you were emotional, but we don't get to talk no more. <laughs> the interaction is gone. We don't learn nothing from each other about that situation. So we get we don't have to talk to discuss certain things, figure out what happened in our relationship that we could have made better when we move on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we don't learn anything, so we can't really say we got over our relationship, do we? That is the number one reason why most people should stop fucking dating. Yes. Because you don't ever really get over your ex. And what I mean by that is, if you don't literally know what it means to get over your ex or why you broke up or why you're in a relationship in the first place, mm-hmm. you can never cleanse the energy of your ex. You just bring in more energy and more energy to other and another and again and one more time relationships, which causes you to become a person you don't even know who you are in the next 10 years. So, Cleanse and it's winter. Don't you just open that song just catches you in Yes, but it's cold as shit out here. I know, but I still have fun though. When it feels it warm here, I'm, I'm happy about that. God, you love that song. Starting I up. wish that song came. <laughs> well, let's go to the next part of that topic. We know about the breakup part. But what about the makeup part? Now, I know that their lingering emotions can always still hang around. And as as you distance yourself from a significant other, you will always end up, you know, missing them. You want to bring them back into your life. But I think I always say your old grandma, your grandmother back in the day always said you never reheat cooked eggs. Which means you never go back to somebody you just got rid of. I disagree. Well, you disagree. <laughs> Why do you disagree now? Because this is because I I'm trying to understand this. Reason, I, I, I have my own reasons for degree right. disagree. Reason why I disagree is because I disagree for the same reason why I feel that people don't even understand what a breakup is that I mentioned at the beginning. In order for you to move on and get off of loving that ex, because I don't care if y'all had an amicable breakup or somebody didn't slash somebody tires. If you didn't get some form of closure, and it don't have to be that y'all had a conversation and just ended it, but if you don't get a lesson learned, an understanding, you're still on the same frequency as that ex. So a lot of times, even if you can't get the closure of a, a, a romantic comedy, you know how that, you know, you can still try to find the lesson in what happened between you two so you can process it, understand it, consume it and not bring them same missteps because nothing is a mistake not bring them same mistakes missteps to the next relationship so but, but if you already made those mistakes in that relationship how is going back to them and deciding that you can fix that after you just made the same mistakes because i feel a lot of people make the mistakes suffer the consequences being broken up with or some type of eventual act but they don't get the understanding of why I made the mistake in the first place. What is why the did why did you? I mean, I could have made it. You know what? Let's get real. Yeah, get real. Come on with it. You know, because we were beating around the bush a little okay. bit. Get real with us. So I'm gonna give you a perfect example. All right. Um, I was in a relationship with a young lady, and it got to the point where 
one of my switches, triggers, is being disrespected. I, I don't like being disrespected. I don't like being dis- dismissed, and I don't like being disrespected. Nobody really does. Yeah, but I, 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 I have a very type of reaction to it. So, she tended to start to disrespect me at one point. I had a vengeful streak in me because I'm a Scorpio. So, if you disrespect me and you hurt me on that level, I want to get you back. So, one of the ways that I used to get women back, and this was a long time ago, but it's true. I used to talk to other women in order to boost my own ego. So, when I came back, I could deal with that girl. Now, once she found out that I did that, she broke up with me. And we were broken up, I admitted my mistakes, and it was over. But I never really understood why I had to use other women in order to make me feel better. And why was my trigger to disrespect so fucked up? I had to do some soul searching within that. So although everything the deal was done, we weren't together no more, I don't know if we had uh, you know, emotions for each other, I still did not learn my lesson. And going through other relationships, I always dealt with disrespect in a relationship. I literally, and this is a true story, I had to go back to that woman. Mm-hmm. And it didn't end well. We didn't just sit down and have a, a kumbaya moment. But I had to find that pattern. And what I found is the reason why I don't like disrespect, and, and I'm so triggered by it, it's because at that point, I wasn't truly respecting myself. And I was vulnerable to anybody that showed me I didn't have a lot of respect for who I was. So when that girl showed disrespect, it triggered. You know how they say a hit dog always yeah. holler? Yeah, a lot of women like to use that word. Yeah, hit dog always holler. So when she showed me any type of disrespect, because I wasn't respecting myself, my self-worth went up. I could react two ways. One, I could sulk and cry, or one, I can get real crazy. And I always used to choose number two. And I never hit a woman. I, I don't hit women. But you know, just hollering and screaming. So I realized that in order for me to get over this woman and get off the frequency that I was on, because I would still be in love with it if I was still on that frequency, I had to find out where do I find myself worth it? How do I find out how to be a better person as far as, hey, you need to do this. Don't give your body out. Don't sleep with multiple women because you think it's cool. Have respect for yourself. Carry yourself with respect. If you want people to respect you, don't disrespect people. Respect your presence when you walk in a room. If I, I wouldn't have learned that, I'd still been on the same frequency and I would never got over it and still run into the other shit. I have a thing about to co-sign on what you said. I, like I said, as well as Scorpio, I have a bit of a vengeful side but I have a vengeful side on a different level I usually will take a breakup as a bit of motivation to progress myself and be better to understand what I've made my mistakes on and be better however I have a tendency to kind of make that woman regret Passing me up, okay. You know what I mean, I, and I and not just with the woman I'm dating, but a lot of women that overlook me. I was into that mindset that you know you fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. 
Right. You made a mistake by overlooking me or thinking I wasn't working. So I will go into the department of bettering myself and putting myself on a higher plane in some sort of speak. Whether it be financially, whether it be mentally, whether it be emotionally, physically, whatever the case may be. I will put myself in a higher plane than they are. So that way they can be like, dang, you did better for yourself. Yeah, I know. And you could have had this. But you messed around and decided to, you know, overlook me. Well, you know what? That's kind of the same thing that what I'm kind of saying. Because at the end of everything I said, it was the reason why you were still stuck on that girl is because y'all was on the same frequency. By you saying, I'm about to improve myself, mm-hmm. takes you off of her frequency. Now you've learned your lesson. You're learning what you need for self-improvement, which makes you elevate higher as far as vibration. Right. So you wouldn't even have to worry about coming back to a vibration. Yeah, but the thing is about that is I wouldn't worry about coming back to a vibration. But the thing is, is about coming is the possibility of going back to that vibration. Right. So in a way, it's kind of like I'm doing it so I can be successful. Right, so right. if that woman decides to want to come back into my life, it's almost a level of, well, you gotta be able to match now what I'm doing. Why why does she have to match it? Because in a way you gotta look at it as this, I don't want you know the base the layman's terms, nobody likes their time being wasted. So if Let me ask you a question. What's up? Would uh would a homeless man let me say it like this, would a rich man have to match a homeless man? No. Why? Because they're already rich. They, they don't have anything to match. Is one socioeconomically on a higher level than the other? No. They don't have a to... rich man is not higher economically? Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so basically what you're saying is she has to match you, which means that your vibration is higher. Yes. Right? And if she came back the same way that she was, y'all two wouldn't be compatible anymore. No, we wouldn't. So... It like that answers the question. Like it, it, it goes right back to that saying. By you doing self improvement, by me going back and finding my ex and like trying to work it out as far as what went wrong, we're hiring our vibration. And the only way that we could be back with that girl is if she either matched it or came higher. But if she stayed where she was when we was both in a relationship, yeah. Then it would not work. But well, see, now that would also go to the intent of the ex. Now, if they want really want to get back with you, right. now if they really want to get back with you, then of course they'll put in the time, energy, and effort to match that. Right. Now, if they don't, then now you realize that the relationship was never really meant to be, and now you kind of just have to take, as you say, take it on the chin and move on. Right. In a way, even if you elevated yourself, you're going to eventually have to take it on the chin and move the hell on with your life. It's not exactly something that a lot of us like to do, but in the end of the day, that's something we must do. Not everybody in our lives are put in a position to grow with us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Friends are sometimes like leaves. They fall, they fall off, new ones grow, but the tree will get older. We get older... We get less leaves. I love that platitude, okay? And what, what, what you said at the end, what was that last thing you said? We the Trees get older and we'll get less leaves. Meaning that we don't have as many people around us. Exactly. You know something that I just learned? And I, it, it was like an epiphany when I was, I was sitting down and I, I, it came to me. 
we use that as we get older, we don't have a lot of friends or our circle gets smaller. You know how you've seen the meme that say, man, my circle's so small, man. I called myself one day and I told myself I ain't fucking with me. You know, you've seen a meme like that. Meaning that as you get older, this increases, this decreases. I actually feel that's wrong. When you get older, you should understand people's place in your life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we... The reason why people are always getting kicked out of our lives is because we try to fit people in slots they don't belong. Exactly. So, like, let's say an ex. Let's say a friend that only goes to the club with you. A friend that only goes to the club with you may not need to be on the side of if you had an emergency and you needed somebody to depend on. You can keep that friend, and if you live long enough, meaning that, you know, your tree got bigger... That leaf shouldn't just go away, but right. that leaf should be right there in the A. I come to that friend when I need to go to a club. Yeah. If you got a friend you know you can depend on, maybe this is an overall friend. If you got a woman that you feel y'all have a sexual relationship with, it, that's where you are in your life. That's where she can be. But it doesn't mean that you have to just knock off all the leaves all the time. Yeah. As you get older, you should be able to decipher where people belong in my life and where people don't. And um, what that would do is that would allow you not to say, I, I, ain't, I can't fuck with them because I tried to fit him and her in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And she ain't relationship. And I got to get rid of No, just keep her where she is. Like we're doing... They should decipher that. Like that's a lot of things that we have done in our lives. Especially if I've done... To be honest with you, in the past year, I've done that more than anything else. I used to never do that. <laughs> I right, we never did that because we used to like the more friends we just know this person, know this person, know Fuck you. You ever right. you ever get to a moment where you kind of like go through your phones like I need to start deleting this contact all the time because <laughs> uh, if these people aren't important enough for me to keep that number, then I and they're not part of my everyday rotation. Right, that I don't need them in my phone. Mm-hmm. That means that I don't need you in my phone. I don't need you in part of my life. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you in part of my life circle. Then I'm right. not important. Yeah. A Facebook friend request is completely different from me having you in my phone. Right. Like you can contact me on Facebook. Facebook Messenger. Call me. Anybody can call me on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. But <clears throat> but you can't get my direct contact because you're not in my circle or my immediate circle. So if you're not in my immediate circle, that shows where you stand mm-hmm. in, a, in a rotation in a relationship. But do you have to get rid of that person out of your life? You don't necessarily have to get rid of the person. But this is why you also, this is why I, like I, I call friends from a distance. Or you can be cool with a person. You can have them as an associate. The friend title, however, is a real, it's something that I don't think is so you just don't give away. Right. As you get older, you just don't give that away. You have to kind of earn that spot. Especially as we get older. Mm-hmm. So I would say we're both 33. We can't we have to we have to be a little bit more selective with the people we put around in our circle now. You know, in this the thing, you're absolutely right. Like in your inner circle, uh just like electron configuration, you know, you got three electrons in your inner circle. Ain't that many that can go in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. But you got about six rings though. And in those six rings, they got six different things it's used for. Mm-hmm. So your inner circle is one thing, but as far as just cutting people out of your life, as you get older, you should get wiser. You should understand people's motives and, and, and what they're good for and what they're not good for. 
you know, a person that's, like I said, maybe they're not the one to go to the club with, but maybe they got good work ideas. Maybe y'all can build a business together. A woman that might not be good relationship could be good at giving you advice about other women that could have you caught up in these streets. And, you know, that's, a, that's, that's, that's maturity that men go through. You know, actually, me and this brother was just chopping it up about the maturity level that we're yeah. at now. Compared to, I would about eight, nine, whatever years. Yeah, about, about a decade ago, we were nowhere near where we are. Nowhere at. near it. But, you know, it comes with <laughs> age. Yes. Nowhere sir. near it. God, we were nowhere near it. <laughs> like, nowhere man, we did some, lack of a better word, real reckless shit. Mm-hmm. We did some real reckless shit. But petty. you know what? <laughs> Just petty. That's the thing about it, it makes me laugh now. Yeah, like, that's, that's part of growth, I guess. Petty, ratchet, petty. Um, Want to ask some JMC? Let me ask you a question. What and you, since you're in a younger age group, uh, break, your breakups. How would you say, as far as being a young man, you have to handle a breakup and, and make it back up? My generation handle it, or just me in particular? Well, you kind of speak. You would have to kind of speak for your generation a bit more. But if you want to speak for your personal level, uh, my generation right now is. Well, speak up. Well, come here. Well, come here. Come here. Come here. Come on. Let us see. No, we're doing it old school way. Let us come in and sit down. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, you didn't kick the goddamn. Yo, all right. Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Yo, 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 yo. I'm sorry, Pete. All right. Um, yeah, my relationship. Uh, my relationship. My generation. We not handling breakups very well right now. I'm not gonna, <laughs> Clearly. Not even gonna hold y'all like they, Clearly. 25 and under. It's not a lot of people out here handling uh, breakups very well. You know, niggas is killing themselves. Um, the way you need to be handling relationships is uh, real mature, in my opinion. I feel like you need to just, hey, sit down, like these brothers were saying, because I was listening on the way when I was pulling up. Uh, you need to evaluate yourself as a person. You feel me? Like, if um, you break up and you feel like the other person was like, I can't be with you because of X, Y, and Z reasons, and if you hurt for that, like my man just said, a kick dog gonna yell. So, I feel like... Uh, like you saying, relationships bring out the uh, situations, you know, where you need to figure out where you need to learn from, where you need to progress as a person. And then uh, go from there. Like, a lot of people end up breaking up and then hating each other for their whole life because you found out something negative about yourself, something toxic about yourself. And now you go through your whole life, end up never getting another good relationship or ever getting in a good relationship because maybe your last relationship when you broke up wasn't good. And uh, it's because you never dealt with all the toxic- toxicity in- inside your body. So that's how I feel like they need to be getting handled, but obviously they're not getting handled very well. Let me get back to this record, though. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That is JMC, as always, the ones and twos, our residential DJ. There's hope for the next generation. There is some hope. He's one of of many. So, actually, but he's absolutely right. And I, honestly, this is going to sound crazy and counterintuitive, but I think that y'all should be trying to rush to find as many people to be in a relationship with as possible. Well, that's this not, is why. Right, this is why I say this. Elaborate, please. Good God. This people will look like what? You cannot learn about yourself just by being by yourself. In a vacuum, by yourself, not with anybody else, you don't do a lot of things that will emotionally trigger you when yes. you're by yourself. But like I said, it's all about the law of attraction. That person that you attract is reflecting your dark side as well as your good side. And they got all the triggers you need in order for you to grow. So 
when you're younger, instead of thinking about it as a lifelong love affair, like we do when we 16, 17, think we're going to be with that person forever, you need to be understanding that that person is there to make you learn about yourself. Yeah. So, as much as they could trigger you, or what you call hurt you, got you fucked up, some might say, that is going to help you. And you need to embrace that. So that when they do that and you find out they've hurt you, look at yourself. Realize what you did to invite that hurt and what you have that reflects that hurt so you know this is what I need to heal myself. Get into the next relationship. They're going to reflect another part of you. That means now you got another part that you need to heal. But I will advise this part. Yeah, do a sexual public service announcement. Yes, I don't please, mean. God. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean I gotta screw up with this. That's amazing. We got suddenly more Yeah. Please, please exercise precaution when you are going around there, hey, please. thinking your thing please. and everybody and everything. Please. please exercise precaution when you lay up with whoever you choose to lay up with, because not everything, not everyone deserves to be slept with. And when I say get together, I don't mean always have to. You don't have to sleep with everyone. That is not attractive at all. Because if if you understand energy, sex is the transfer of energy, sacred exchange of energies. That's what sex is. And if you dilute it down so much, it's no longer going to be important. It's not going to be interesting. Like, the the hood rat on the corner that gets ran by like 12 days on the block is not going to be somebody you want to be... Yeah. That thing. That thing. Fitting that it came from Lauren Hill, too. But anyway, nobody wants that. So you need to be understanding and be cautious and be mindful about who you choose to lay up with. Just choose carefully. Because not everybody's entitled to that type of energy and interaction with you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is worth that. Have some self worth. Not everybody's worth your time, your energy, and your emotions. Well, this is what I will say. I gotta give you a little pushback. Oh, here we go. You love hearing pushback. Sometimes you have to be with that person and they have to trigger you to realize that you have no self-worth at all. To maybe, what level though? Maybe that was the part. And I and I feel the animosity in you. So No, no, I'm just asking, just asking, just asking questions. So like you have to understand when I say a person is going to trigger who you are. There is no level. If that person triggers you to the point where you feel you have no self-worth, then that doesn't mean that that person is bad. It meant that they're showing you that you have no self-worth within yourself, no matter if you're with that person or not. They were just a mirror, because the key word is self-worth. But here's the question though. Once you have discovered that self-worth, are there importance to your life necessary still? Once you discover that self-worth, like me and my bro was saying at the beginning, you're going to naturally vibrate higher than that person was at. And so and if they can't keep up with that national vibration, that level. natural selection will weed them out the picture. And that's what I mean by basically you should be trying to get with people and not on a sexual tip all the time. Mm -hmm. But you should be trying to get with people so you can discover who you really are. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that you have to understand what this relationship game is all about. And 
Krishnamurti will tell you. I want y'all to look up Krishnamurti, but a great philosopher that will tell you that relationship is a mirror. And it's a reflection of who you are, not who that person is. If you tackle every relationship by thinking, when this person pisses me off, <laughs> it is not them per se, but it's the trigger that I have towards whatever they did. Because they could piss me off and then they could run into Jeremy do the same thing. And Jeremy like, nah. And then they run into Steve and Steve ready to body slam it's it's well you know I'm not saying you. Well, so like, I'm not really not every time. But it's not what what the point is. It's not that person. It's your triggers. It's your growth. Yes. And certain people got to work on certain things. Like I, I'll give a perfect example. Me and Jeremy. Uh, let's say Jeremy. I'm not saying this is you. I'm, I'm just using this as, as an example. <laughs> Let's say if a woman called Jeremy ugly. I'm not saying it's you. And I don't think Jeremy is ugly. Think he's attractive. Why we gotta go there? I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is. <laughs> Whoa. So let's say if a woman called Jeremy attractive, uh, ugly, and all of a sudden Jeremy just passes out, and he talks about her, calls her mama, being all types of things. Like we said, a hit dog always hollers. Okay. So. This should let Jeremy know that it's not about him being ugly because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But it's about him feeling that he already had a flaw in his facial features or who he was. So he needs to work on his self-worth, understanding and loving who he is. Now, let's say I meet that same girl two weeks because they done broke up. And she look at me, get in an argument, say, that's why your ugly ass is, you know, such and such. Now, me, and I'm speaking personally about me, you can call me a lot of things. (laughs) And a lot of, and and, and some of those things I'm going to get really pissed off about. But the one thing no one has ever been able to call me in my life is ugly. It's just, and I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I was saying. But there was just, it's just something about if someone called me two things. You can't call me dumb, and you can't call me ugly. And it's not that I I feel I'm just over both of those, but I don't have an issue as far as a self-worth issue in those departments. So that woman can call me ugly all day and I will not react to it. It, it, it won't trigger me. I might say, hey, listen, I don't think it's going to work out between us. I don't think we're on the same page or I don't think we're vibing on the same level. And the reason why I say that is because certain people got certain energies that they need to fix. Certain people don't. And you will never understand that unless you go out there and experience the people. And relationships don't mean always sexual and romantic. Relationships can be a friendship. Relationships can be a partnership that y'all talk, do business with. But get into relationships so you can fix yourself. You don't want to be 80 trying to still figure out who you are. But there is a thing I would like to, like I said, again, be cautious about. Let's clarify exactly what relationships mean. Didn't I just say that, man? Didn't I just say the partner? I said, I said business. I said, what else did I say? Oh, you don't even know what you said. I said partner. I said business. I said uh, friendship. Yeah. 
So it could be it could be a, a, a myriad. So basically, what he just said is what was specific. Okay, the relationship doesn't exactly being dating someone or mating with somebody. Just being in their presence and knowing them and having an interaction with them. That is considered a relationship. You have some type of relationship. Y'all related to something. Mm-hmm. How severe, what level that is, is depending on how far y'all progress. But like I said, every relationship should be, whether it ended well or not, should be a learning tool for the next one. Because yep. eventually, eventually you will find someone that you will say, I can apply every lesson that I learned and I will make this work. And start looking at the breakup. I know it's going to sound messed up. Start looking at breakups like a gift to you. Because if it comes to that point, and nine times out of ten, it will. Because if it didn't, you would be in a relationship right now. If it comes to that point, look at it as a point where you can make yourself better. Reflect on yourself. So that next partner, you can at least not have that problem that caused that last relationship. And you can grow and grow and grow from that. Well, then that's the case, then I have to say it is time for us to break up this stream. Because we are out of time. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of The Brothers Podcast. Once again, partner crime, Dante Chase Bridges, your boy, Stephen C.P. Watson. Coming in fashionable late, but always here on the ones and twos. JMC in the building. Residential DJ. Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Brothers Podcast. We do have another relationship roundtable coming up real soon. Keep posting on that. On the end, we are out of here. Peace. Shout out. Peace, love, blessings, folks. You ever go to uh, cut this shit off and your fucking finger be trembling? Mm-hmm. Oh, this kid.